Okay, so we're gonna start recording now, if that's okay. Yeah. Okay, great, it's gonna do that. Um, okay, all right, so so Kim, um, you know, thank you for coming on uh, and chatting with me on labor pains. Can you remind me again, Kim, uh, where you're located, what part of the Teamsters you're with and what you do with them? Okay, so I'm located in Stratford, Connecticut. Um, my local caucus is 1150. Um, I have a Pride Caucus. I'm the president of the, the Pride Caucus at Teamsters 1150. And I just recently got elected into the Northeast uh, director position for the LGBTQ Teamsters International. That's great. And Kim, um, before we get to starting about maybe some of the, the, the topics around labor and organizing, just a little bit of background on what I'm trying to do and maybe what's a little bit different. Um, I, I know there's a lot of great podcasts and media out there, like through the Labor Podcast Radio Network. They've got like 100 wonderful podcasts about labor and organizing and, and unions. A lot of them are run by unions, which is really cool. I'm a little bit different. Um, as you might have seen in my little blurb, I came from the private sector background. So I was an executive at the, the largest ownership group of hotels in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I've been in hotels for 15 years or so. And after connecting with um, a labor leader at SCIU, who turned out to be a, a fraternity brother of mine, I really was sold on the idea of, of helping workers organize. And after that, I, after I tried to help them organize, you know, I knew I was going to get fired. My body, it was crazy. Um, unfortunately, our cards got thrown out, and so we never won. Um, and I ended up fired, you know, I didn't have a job, didn't, I didn't know what the hell to do. So I got connected with a group called Jobs with Justice. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they they work with all of the labor unions. They're just a wonderful organization based in DC. And so they're allowing me to be a fellow of theirs for a year long program so I can be back in Richmond where I am now. And I'm trying to still connect with workers, but it's been really difficult. Um, as you can imagine, after I made a public scene of getting fired and being in the newspaper or whatever, right, they busted hard. Like, their union busting is crazy. It and is. So, it is crazy. It is. And so a lot of the workers that I've been trying to connect back with, you know, they are just terrified. And so I thought for this, pro, this uh, podcast project, Labor Pains, you know, I wanted to make it kind of different and um, I wanted to really just kind of like dip our toes into the water of labor and organizing, you know. I think a lot of these wonderful podcasts and, and these uh, news groups that talk about labor, they really focus on uh, the technical aspects. Like they talk about like NLRB and um, they talk about the National Labor Relations Act and they talk about, you know, what is this politician going to do or that politician and why we should vote for her and not for him. And that's great. I, I think that is all important, but that's not my, my vibe because there's already great people doing that. So they can keep doing that. Uh, my audience and, and who I'm trying to connect with would be like workers that I'm trying to organize who, you know, in Richmond, Virginia, like this is the capital of the Confederacy behind me. Like if you, if I could turn my camera around, literally on top of a police station. Um, so this is not, you know, unfortunately it's not Connecticut. It's not, it's not New England. It's not the West coast. Like when I talked with, with Chris earlier, this is uh, hardcore the South, and um, unions don't really have a lot of recognition down here. You know, there's not a lot of information about labor. Yeah, and that's funny. That's funny you say that because I actually started 
um, working in 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 Florida. Oh. Right. So my career started in Florida. There were no unions, and then I somehow ended up getting an interview at Sikorsky. I don't even think I applied, but I got I got an interview at Sikorsky, and they were in West Palm Beach. Oh, okay. And I didn't know what unions were, and they were like, "Oh, you want to join the union?" And I was like, "What? What's a union?" <laughs> right. So this was like I don't know, fifteen, sixteen years ago. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so you've, you've been active in, in labor for, in a union for 15 years? Yeah. Oh, so, um, so they asked me, they asked me, it was like 2009, I think early 2009, uh, they asked me to join. And I was, um, I was in that atmosphere where, you know, laborers were, they didn't exist. Right? It was a, it's a right to work state. Mm -hmm. Um unions didn't exist and when i found out I, I didn't even plan on keeping that job for more than three months because when you don't have a union that's kind of what you do you jump around in aviation right you jump around in i think every industry that doesn't have a good um, yeah. organized you know labor force right yeah um, definitely you're i mean you're you're so right like one of the one worker um that i talked to previously you know they were telling me how they bounced around to like five different uh, hotel jobs, maybe in three years, and maybe the most they got, you know, they did it to make 25 cents more here, 50 cents more yeah. there. And it was horrible. It's horrible, right? And, and some of the jumps were pretty big in aviation. Like at first, um, I think from my first job to my second job, it was like a $5 jump. And back then that was quite a bit of money. And I think the second job uh, that I went to, from the second to the third job, I think it was like a $10 an hour jump. So it, it was, yeah, it was definitely jumping a lot by switching, switching wow. jobs. So when I, when I got the job at Sikorsky, I was like, oh, I actually took a pay cut. It was like, like a dollar pay cut or something. Okay. And um, I got the job and I started learning about the union and they, at first 90 days, they don't let you do much. So I did a lot of reading. <laughs> I was like, whatever, I'll just read everything. <laughs> and uh, I read the contract and I read the constitution, I think. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. So I was like, all right, like maybe this union thing is pretty cool. Like, and I started uh, learning about how I could get raises because that's what you do, right? You're like, oh, right. how do I get, how do I get more money out of this? Yeah. You, yeah. And. So I, and I, I ended up, yeah. I ended up jumping from, like, I, I think I started at like $23 an hour back then, um, within like three years, I, I was at over $30 an hour. Wow. And today, our contract that we just negotiated, um, I'm making like $60 an hour right now. So, oh, yeah, That's yeah. Great. And, and I would never be able to do that without the union. Right. Without the union, I would never be able to uh, to make that type of money in in aviation. I mean, you might make it, you know, jumping from job to job, but not with the benefits and the support and the union behind you. So it's a huge that. difference. Yeah. So can, and, and can I start maybe can I ask you a few questions about maybe your past and how you got involved and maybe kind of where we are now and talk about that a little? Sure. So you mentioned, Kim, that you got started in 
Florida with being exposed to what a union is. And it sounds like before that, you were kind of like, what the heck is this union thing, right? Oh, totally. So can you kind of like go back in the time machine and talk to me about what it's like? Because a lot of the folks I'm trying to connect with, they're in that place that you were 15 years ago. They're like, what the hell is this union thing? So can you tell me kind of how you got from what the hell is a union to if you don't have a union, you know, you ain't going to be making the money that you deserve, right? Walk me through what that looked like for you. Okay, well, being LGBTQ, you obviously are going to run into some issues in your workplace. Um, so you're going to eventually have a problem with somebody, right? It's going to happen. Uh, and I, I ran into some issues. So, you know, I've got to, I got to know my stories and I got to know the grievance process. So, so step back, because, you know, you just dropped some words there that I don't think some non-union people would know. Like, so what's a steward? What, what's the grievance process? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Okay, so your, your steward is the, the person, it's like your lawyer, right? He's the guy that's going to represent you. And that's a union person, right? Yes. So you're saying to me that when you're in a union, you've got something called a, a shop steward, right? Correct. Okay, and what is that? So they're like, your, what do they do for you? They, they, they represent you. So they represent you. Uh, and when you have to be in front of management or there's disciplinary action or there's a change in your working conditions, your story is going to be there, the person that's representing you um, and walking you through that process so that you don't end up in trouble. You don't end up getting fired or hopefully you don't end up getting fired, uh, depending on the situation. Right. Um, but so so they're there for you they're there to guide you and uh also educate you on the contract and they're like I, the stores that i had were always like amazing like I, they were they were strong i was in a strong union so like a lot of my stores came from the north because sikorsky was connected between Stratford and west palm beach so we really got a huge education from them because they were part of the North and they, they were connected to us. We're in the same contract. So the, the contract that we currently have and we had then is between West Palm Beach, Florida, Jupiter, Florida, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Stratford, Connecticut, Shelton, Connecticut. Um, so all of these people were in one contract. So you were in different places. You you were kind of protected under one contract. Is that what you're saying? Correct. And that's how. So that was your kind of entry point into the union, right? That was my entry point into the union. So like, let me ask you this, Kim. If if somebody was like, hey, you know, this union thing, I don't know if it's for me. Think back to what it was like 15 years ago for you. You just you jumped into this new union kind of world. What were some of the takeaways for you where you began to think, hey, like maybe this is a pretty good thing? Like, what was that like for you? Oh, when I started getting promotions and raises for like no reason, I was like, oh, that's this is great. Like, what? I, I don't even know. Like, I didn't even ask for this promotion. I didn't even ask for this raise. And, and now I'm getting a raise. And then like every 15 weeks, you're seeing a raise in your paycheck where when you're not in the union, you're you're having to fight for like 25 cents or 10 cents and you know in the contract that we have we have an awesome contract uh, at 11.50 um they just give it to you they're just giving you money 
and it's and they're giving you bonuses. I think like the the first year I was there, I ended up getting like a fifteen hundred dollar bonus, and I was there for like maybe six months. So. And your company's not going broke, by the way, right? Like they're still in business, yeah. Oh yeah. So they. Oh yeah, saying, they have they have plenty of money. <laughs> so you're saying to me that they can afford to pay you and the rest of the union members. They can give you raises consistently. They can help you advance in your career and help you with promotions. And they're still in business. They didn't go belly up and broke. No, and they're still in business. They didn't go broke. That's, it sounds to me that the union really just has done quite a bit to to kind of help you, not only from wages, but certainly like career advancement and opportunities as well. Is that right? But definitely. And and the funny thing about it is like, I don't know about other companies, but with Sikorsky, you know, the union ends up helping them out too yeah. sometimes. So the company and the union have a pretty good... Uh, like a good working relationship. Like they, they play, have a, right? They play yeah. Things. They have a great working relationship, uh, and and when we did go to negotiations, it made things easy. It was still difficult, right? Don't get me wrong. Negotiations are hard, but it makes things easier when you're friends and not adversaries, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, we had a uh, we had a, a a great a great thing together because the union. A lot of times, the company will go to the union and say, "Hey, we don't know how to handle this situation." And the union will help the company out in certain situations. And even with lobbying for business, like we'll be up there on the hill with the company lobbying for contracts. And that helps that helps the company. I yeah. love that. I, I love that, that the idea that, you know, there's a way for unions and the and the owners to be partners, right? Like they can they can totally. work together. Totally. I don't yeah. think a lot of people like recognize that no i don't i think you might be one of the first people um that's in a union to kind of tell me that and uh talk about <laughs> probably, that. I, probably I, am. But I, I love that and um you know i think one of the things you mentioned earlier and, and maybe we can kind of talk about this is you you know you had a good point where you're like before a union job you job hopped around is that right oh yeah so like can you talk about the difference and i know you've been doing this for 15 years now so you probably forget about those shitty days of job hopping for a dime, but can you, you know, can you talk to me about what it was like to join a union and having to stop job hopping around? Oh, it was great because I had security. I didn't have to worry about, you know, finding my next job. I, I was able to like settle down and buy a house without having to worry. And maybe, so I didn't have to worry about that. I, and I, you, I did. You were able to buy a house. Like you, you own a house. Yeah. You don't rent. No. Holy shit. Like, that's great, right? Like, it's awesome. Everybody I know in hotel, you know, they're not in union. We rent. I rent. I mean, all of us rent, right? The only only guy that can afford to own is the boner, right? Like, are you crazy? Yeah, we, we, uh, I mean, we have a pretty good deal. Uh, you know, Teamsters 1150 definitely have a great, a great board and, um, we have a great contract. And the, the, the contract negotiations team was amazing. And Rocco Kale is amazing. He's just, he's our heart and soul. So Yeah. And, and who is Rocco? What does he do for um, your local? He's a uh, secretary treasurer of the local. Oh, cool. But he, um, he's our boss, right? Yeah. He's, he's our main guy. 
and uh, he's also on uh, Teamsters International. Oh, great. Uh, where he's a vice president of the Eastern. Oh, cool. Yeah, so. And, fighting hard for y'all. That's yeah, and, and he's up there with, with Sean fighting uh, for UPS and, and Amazon. We just had an extended uh, strike we did in uh, North Haven. Uh, I think it was North West Haven. I think it was West Haven. Can, can we talk about that for a second too? You mentioned how you know a lot of folks don't understand that when you are with like the Teamsters, for example, it's not just that you're one workplace, and it's not just maybe you know just Sikorsky or just um, Aerospace, right? It's other things like you mentioned Amazon and UPS. So, like, can you talk to me about like solidarity and kind of what it means to be together with like the UPS drivers and, and Amazon workers, things like that? What does that mean to you? What does it mean to me? Uh, I would say in the spirit of, of solidarity and justice, we stand united as Teamsters, right? Yeah. That that advocating for equality and acceptance where uh, no barriers exist uh, in the workplace is, is the way that I, I see it, right? Yeah. And like, so I guess, you know, one of the things that I think would, would really help people um, joining a union is they then get to become kind of part of one kind of larger family, right? I mean, what do you oh, think? Oh, yeah. It, like, what does it so mean? Like, yeah, be like a team star. Yeah. So like we have, um, we have, a, well, we have a movie night with our, our websites too, like our websites, uh, the lgbtqteamsters.org uh, and um, uh, 1150teamsters also have a website and the 1150teamsters have a, a podcast and they allow our caucus, our LGBT caucus to be on the website so that when we have events, uh, they post them out and, you know, it's like a big family thing. So we have like Christmas events that even all the caucuses do together. Uh, we had Easter Bunny event so that we could take, you know, you could take pictures with the kids and, and we had the, the Santa Claus event. So I, I have a five-year-old. Oh, you do? Oh, awesome. I do. I have a wife and a five-year-old and I took them. Um, Is your wife the, union too? She, I, she's not yet. <laughs> not yet. Good, good answer. Not yet. <laughs> uh, working on that, right? <laughs> Uh, unions, uh, unions should be available to everybody, but they're not always easy to make happen, right? And not it, no, it's not easy. Everybody wants, you know, everybody wants these jobs. Yeah. You know? And that's where, uh, like I said, it helps the union and the company because, you know, they fill the positions very easily. They keep workers so they don't have to train and retrain. So, you know, it. It does help the workers and the company, whether the company see it or they don't see it, it does help them. So you're saying for the last 15, 16 years since you got involved with Teamsters, you have not really struggled to think about what's next in work, right? Things, doors are opening for you, opportunities are arising. Yeah, even, well, I'll tell you what, we went through a layoff in Florida and that's how I ended up in Connecticut. But I have to say that Rocco, uh, made sure that we were taken care of. So he made sure that the company paid for um, for a relocation, even yeah during the layoff. So he 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 made sure that we had jobs. He even gave us the opportunity 
to go to other divisions of Lockheed Martin that weren't Teamsters, that were union, that weren't Teamsters. Right. Um, so he really does, he's a guy that really cares about our union. And he's really stood behind the union for so long and he has so much education uh, with, with the union history and, and with 1150 and contracts that he, and, they, and the good relationship that he also has with the company allows for things like that. So it allowed me to have a job. It didn't interrupt my my paycheck, you know. Um, it interrupted my life a little bit because, <laughs> you know, I had to move quite quite, quite far away. And that's a long trip. Yeah, that's a long drive. I don't I don't think I'd want to do that. You know, that that'd be too much for me. Uh, but they they did. They made it very very easy. Um, considering the situation. It made it really and, and again, I just want to remind people that might be listening because, you know, sometimes people, one of the different things to think about is for people that aren't in a union, they kind of get confused. It's like, well, who am I really working for, right? Like, do I work for this group or do I work for the union? It's, it's, it's what's that like? So how would you describe that relationship, like, between your affiliation with being a Teamster, but also, like you said, working for Sikorsky? What's that balance like? I mean, first and foremost, on Teamster, right? Yes, because absolutely. Without the union, I, I probably wouldn't be here, you know, because you, you are going to run into roadblocks. You are going to run into, like, in, in the LGBTQ community, I'm, I'm openly gay. So when, you know, you're out there and there's going to be people that don't agree with you, and when you come into conflict, it's easier for a company to just get rid of you. Yeah. And, and that that happened. Unfortunately, that happens. It does. So I can't say that for sure, 100%. I know that I would be in this company without the union. Um, but I, after, throughout the years, I have to say that the relationship has gotten better uh, between the company and the union. That's good. And it gives us workers more opportunity um at the sorry about that no if you got to get that get it no it was uh, alexa or alexa or big oh. <laughs> she was it's like, alexa she's going the ubs workers are about to go and strike what the fuck am i gonna do <laughs> she was listening in <laughs> she's nervous you know they're getting they're getting nervous and they should get nervous you know they should get nervous uh ups is like uh, it's used 350,000 workers, right? You know, I mean, can you imagine? People, you know, people think that's like, oh, I'm just going to prime this. And they think, well, nobody ever asked, like, well, how the hell does this get here in 48 hours, right? It's because a, a Teamster is like, oh, yeah, sweating their balls off in 90 something degrees right now with no AC in the truck, right? To get oh, you yeah. some stupid pair of salad scissors. I just ordered a pair of salad scissors on Prime. That's all right. All right. I, mean, I, I I noticed it the other day my wife ordered something and a UPS driver came and delivered the prime package. So yeah, it's definitely good. It could affect, I think it could affect the world. Because, it should. Yeah, I mean it. It's gonna affect America one hundred million percent, like in such a huge way, like. 340,000 workers, can you grab, I don't know if you can wrap your head around that, but. No, that's a huge number, no. I mean, I was in a big company, it was 3,000, 3,300 people, and I thought that was a big company, right? There's yeah. Like 65, 
that I can't imagine multiple, you know, going to three hundred something thousand. That's huge. It is. It is huge, and I, it's it's hard to imagine. Yeah. Right. It's hard to imagine three hundred and fifty thousand people sitting at home that would have been working, and for a couple of hours that would be a problem. I yeah. can't imagine that happening for a couple of days. Absolutely. You know? And you know, I want as we're kind of on the topic here of of talking about you know you're one of the things I hear you say, Kim, and and I love about talking to you is you're really proud of being a teamster. You're a teamster first. You know, I I, I think that that sort of happens after 15 good years of, of being with them. But what would you say if you were, you know, if you were talking with a group of people right now, maybe some people like my friends in hotels, they don't really know a lot about unions. And and when anybody talks about it, the bosses come in real hard and they're like, unions are evil. They're going to steal your money. Um, we'd rather just fix oh, the, company, the, you know. the companies are going to lie to you. The companies will lie to you. 100 million percent they're going to lie to you about unions. What do they say? What's, the, what's some of the shit that they do? I mean, you probably heard some good stories in 15 years. I mean, uh, here's some of the things I've heard. I, they told people that I was trying to organize. They told them that, that I was doing this so that I could get their dues money so that I could be like some rich fat cat or something. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I made a, uh, I'm not going to make that by, you know, trying to like help you form a union. That That's not going to happen. One of, the, one of the biggest lies that they say is like, you're going to end up making less money because the unions are going to take all your money. You know, yeah, I've heard that. They told them that. They told yeah. them that. Can you, can you tell them how much bullshit that is? Oh, it's total bullshit. Like complete, total bullshit. Like you're not, like, the union is never going to take more money than what they're going to give you, you know? Duh, and, right? And you can... Most union contracts, and if you don't believe me, most union contracts are public, right? Mm. So, like, they're going to be, if you go to any Teamsters local, like, you'll most likely be able to go to members and, and see our contracts and see what we make. And, and nowadays, they have, like, Glassdoor. They have so many applications that you can actually see the pay. So, you can actually compare yourself if you don't believe it and go and look at a Teamsters union facility compared to a non-union facility and look at the pay scale because I could tell you that the pay scale between our union and non-union facilities is humongous. I know because I applied for the jobs. So Really? In, so you're yeah. saying to me that maybe the same job, like similar work, similar title? More, more work. Oh, okay. So you're saying somebody at the non-union facility they're doing the same job, maybe the maybe the same title, but they have to work more and they're paid less. Yeah, or or they'll need a bigger title. Like for example, uh, I'm an a, I'm an aircraft mechanic, so I'm a licensed aircraft mechanic. Uh, there's a a position that was open, I think, in Trumbull, Connecticut, right? So during the the layoff, I applied for a bunch of jobs that were in the company to see what my options were, and. Uh, one of the jobs was was as an aircraft mechanic, and I think that they were offering somewhere around seventeen or eighteen dollars an hour at the time. And at the time, we were making, I think, around somewhere in the mid forties, right? So that's a huge pay cut. For and I and yeah. in Stratford, you didn't need. The license for an airframe mechanic, okay. but in Trumbull you did. 
Hmm. So you would be signing off, taking uh, responsibility for the aircraft under your license uh, there, but in Stratford, you wouldn't have to do that in the union job. And you're making more than double what the non-union member was making. That's but, awesome. Yeah, for the same company, for the same same job. Right. That's awesome. And that's such strong pay. I mean, you were saying earlier the strong pay. You, you know, the 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 folks that I'm 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 trying to connect with. You know, these are people. A lot of them, a lot of them, housekeepers. A lot of them, ladies. And you know, they're working. They're cleaning. I don't know about you, but if you ever tried to clean 15 hotel rooms in a day, Kim, it's very hard. It's very. Oh, I don't want. I don't want to try. And do that. You know, and, and they're doing that, and they're making like $13 an hour if they're lucky, right? Like yeah. that's crazy. And I don't know. I I feel like they deserve a labor. I feel like they deserve a union. I feel like they deserve teamsters. Oh, definitely. I mean, they need unions more than than anybody because they're in a position like. And I was just thinking about that when it came to like the Starbucks workers. Yes. Because yeah, we were supporting uh, the Starbucks workers because they they wanted to take down all the pride decorations. So they they went on strike, and it was actually the biggest strike that that Starbucks had. Uh, in history, right? So, uh, yeah, because of because of um, I lost my train. You're you're good, and you know, I, and again, I think your point. You know, it, it's I think it, the point about the Starbucks workers is very similar to where, where I am, right? It's it's these folks that are just you know they're not even close to getting the wages they deserve, right? Like you know, if they've got a kid or something or two kids at home. Um, how are they gonna? How can you live, do yeah, that? Yeah, how do you? You have to work like three jobs. Yeah, like thirteen, fourteen hours an hour. They don't even get forty hours of of um, work a week, and you know you're trying to live on thirty thousand dollars a year. Like you can't do that. That's crazy, right? Yeah, it is crazy, and I think that you know, one of I mean that's why I got into a position of leadership is because. I wanted to to make sure that we can grow as a LGBTQ community and as Teamsters because LGBTQ issues are union issues, you know. Oh, can you tell me about that? Like, give me an example of of that. So, I mean, like, if put it this way, if if you don't support, like, if the Teamsters didn't support their LGBTQ members, right, then they would be failing because yeah. they're union members, right? And it's very important that you support their rights as as union members, especially if they're LGBTQ, because that they're they're that's a big part of the union, you know, yeah. that's a big part of the fight. I mean, even the movie that we when we were on movie night that we watched, it was called Pride and it was about how the LGBTQ community helped the coal miners. Um, yeah, strike. It's actually an awesome movie. Check it out. I love that. And, you know, I I have to ask you, do you feel like, um, you know, a lot of the workers, I would say in in the hospitality sector, uh, a good, I mean, more than half are women. Do you feel like unions do a good job of, of maybe helping, you know, women's rights and thinking about that piece of it as well? Yes, 100%. Uh, we just actually put some stuff into our, our, our new contract that helped women a lot. Um, so they didn't have like pump rooms or like mother's rooms. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Um, they only kind of had it for salary people. 
So the unions helped a lot with that. And we actually put that in our new contract. So we had a company now that um, they agreed to 200 and oh, don't quote me on this, but That's it's okay. around, around 300 uh, sessions so that they have emergency care. So like say I'm having an issue coming to work, well, I could take my son for free uh, at least three times in case of emergency um, to this, and they're vetted and everything. So there's- And like the union helped like, you get that? And the union helped us get that. Wow, that's and, really- and, and we actually did it through um, a union and company uh, agreement. Like we have a steering committee where the union and the company get together and we bring up these issues during the year. And this is one of the issues that came up during the steering committee. Um, it's called Brighter. And when it got brought up in the steering committee, both uh, Rocco and the vice president said, you know what, we need to put this into, into the contract. So having steering committees and, and writing language like that and into the, into the contract where you're allowed to have a steering committee, which Rocco did is amazing and so like, that's one I want to talk to Rocco. How do I? How do we get yeah. him on here? He sounds like the man. You want to talk to Rocco? I should get Rocco on. Like I, yeah, I'm going to send this to you when it's done, and the one with Chris too, yeah. and be like, "Hey, Rocco, like, I hear you're fucking busting balls for the for the union members." Oh, he is. He's the man. Like, right? He is. He's the man. I mean, he's like, he's helped me out so much. Like, it, he he really like, I wouldn't be able to 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 do what I do without him. You know, I wouldn't have been in this position without Rock. And and I look up to him uh, 100 million percent. I, I love that. It's Because, I mean, I've heard you mention him so many times, and it's like, you know, in the private sector world, like, there's not usually people that get to fight for you like that, right? Like, I always tried as a boss to, like, do right by employees. I really did, and I'd get in trouble for it sometimes. But, like, I could only do so much, right? And, like, that's one of the reasons I want to do what I'm doing now, because it Sounds to me from your experience, like once you're in a union and you've got some some real serious players like Arako kind of fighting for you, like they're they're heavy hitters, right? Like they can get things oh, yeah. done for you. I mean, Sean O'Brien definitely stands behind us also and let's be on the board. So there's right now we have support so it's a bit it was a huge thing when the IS team took over. Um they really gave us that support. As, as um lgbtq teamsters that's awesome um, i know we're almost at time kim and i don't want to take up more than i promised to do with you so i got i kind of have one kind of last question to ask you and maybe you can give me an idea and if there's other things you want to add on as well but if I you do, okay good well let me let me ask this to you and then i want to hear your thoughts as well um if you were a worker and you're in Richmond, Virginia right now, or, you know, and I, I might be coming trying to talk to you and you're kind of scared and you're like, nah, I don't want to hear any of this union shit. Like I could get in trouble for this. I, I don't want it. It's not worth my time. What would you, Kim, say to them? I'm going to try to make sure they listen to this. I don't know how, but like, what would you say to them right now? If I was a worker and I was scared and I, I mean, you, I would say that you have to put, you have to be the first one to put your foot forward because it's not, it's bigger than you, right? It's not just about one person. It's bigger than you. Mm. And even when nobody's looking, you have to do the right thing. And I know that 
that's loaded and you have family and you have responsibilities. But, you know, our, our freedom, uh, the fact that we can have unions, somebody had to do that. And why not you? Why wouldn't you want to be that person? I love that. Kim, what else is on your mind? You said you had some ideas you wanted to talk I about. I do. So, so we're, um, we're having the first uh, annual queer labor rally in the, at the U.S. Capitol. Um, and if you go to lgbtqteamsters.org, you'll, you'll, can, you can check for updates on that. Uh, it's going to be DC 23. It's the first time that uh, LGBTQ Teamsters uh, are going to be having that rally because, like I said, uh, the Hoffa team didn't really support it. And Sean is amazing, and he stands behind us. And I'm all about the Oz team. Um, so that's going to be Tuesday, November 14th in Washington, D.C. Uh, at the U.S. Capitol. And we can find and we can go to www.lgbtqteamsters.org to, to learn yeah. more about that. Is that right? Correct. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I, 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 Chris was telling me about that event uh, a few hours ago. So I'm like, I only live in, uh, you know, two hours from D.C., so I really don't have an excuse. I got to. I definitely got to go meet all of you. And then I'm a regular at a bar in D.C. Uh, you know, it's only a couple miles up from the Capitol. I used to live uh, in D.C. So I guess I got to drag you all up for some beer afterwards and we can celebrate, right? Oh, yeah. And keep checking the website for updates because uh, we're going to have more and more events coming up. You know, we're just getting started. I love uh, that. This is just the beginning, especially with uh, all the anti-LGBTQ uh, legislation going on. There's, I looked up today and I, there was over 500, uh, I think it was 530 bills. Uh, let me look it up real fast. Okay, so anti-LGBTQ bills right now is at 525 bills in 41 states. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. So pretty scary. Yeah, so we're we're definitely going to be doing, uh, you know, we're going to have uh, we're going to have our people out there and talking talking about this stuff and um, trying to overturn overturn these bills that they're putting out there and trying to make a big change. I love it. I love it, Kim. Just before we go, can you remind everybody once again who you are, where you're from, and and uh, what group you're with? Okay, so my name is Kimberly Vargas. I'm from uh, Stratford, Connecticut. I'm with uh, LGBTQ Teamsters International and uh, Pride 1150 Teamsters. Love it. Awesome, Kim, for coming on Labor Pains. I love that we were able to chat and uh, I can't wait to see you in person in, in November, right? Awesome, definitely. I can't wait to see you too, man. Okay, I'm gonna hit stop.